what we do here is go back, 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 back. Yeah, good mate. Thanks for having me. Who went the hardest in the, the celebrations? I can't say myself, can I? Uh, <laughs> if- you sort of almost got to tell yourself that you're a, you're a big game player or a mm. big finals player. So somehow I thought, well, just because I play well as a 13 year old, I have to play well in the grand final. Me and, me and Cogs are um, a couple of good WA boys and we, we do get a bit affectionate with each other, always giving each other kisses and stuff. <laughs> nah, not really, just, you know, a manly kiss yeah. in the cheek every now and then. G'day guys, welcome back to the Bray and Ethan podcast. We're switching codes for a week and I'm always with Ethan Roth. And Ethan, how are we? Who is sitting you that isn't a football player this week? Yes, well, Bray, well, we're a week away from raising the bat for 50 episodes. Yes, and uh, a man who's raised the bat plenty of times in his career, he's a three-time BBL champion for the Perth Scorchers. Not there anymore, but that doesn't matter. Sheffield Shield player of the final about a month or so now ago. Sam Whiteman, Sam, welcome and congratulations. Thanks, Jess. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to have you on, and it was uh, 23 years in the making, and we're going to touch on uh, that in a little while, but uh, while we start to show you how we're like, because uh, we're you know professionals here uh, on the Brian Ethan podcast. Originally born in uh, England, what was it like moving from there at such a young age to Bunbury, where your cricketing career began? Good old Bunbury, you always get to mention. <laughs> um, oh, look, I was obviously young at the time, I think I was three, but um, yeah, huge, huge commitment from the family to move over to Australia. Um, I think mum and dad came on a holiday here when I was one and they loved it and decided to ship over. So, um, yeah, I loved growing up in Bunbury, a uh, little country. Well, it was probably a bit smaller back then than it is now, but, um, you know, you're also touching distance to Perth, aren't you? So, yeah. um, you know, uh, all my mates are from Bunbury and, yeah, uh, big fan growing up down south. And did you, I read that obviously you're from England. Was there ever, like, any temptation to try and, you know, play for England or try and, you know, figure out what you couldn't couldn't do with the Australian if you were ever going to, you know, play Test cricket for England because I saw you were, um, trying to do something when you were 18. Like, there was a bit of talk about what you were trying to do. Mm, yeah, there was a... That was probably when I was 18 when I um, went over to England, played club cricket over there. Um, luckily, got some opportunities to play for Surrey Second Eleven just through the club and uh, a couple of guys playing at the club worked for Surrey. So I sort of got that opportunity to play then. But, um, uh, no... No, there was never yeah. really uh, any thought process behind it. It was just to play cricket and then yeah. um, came home a few months later and, um, yeah, got stuck in to, to grey cricket and I always, always wanted to play for WA. Yeah, yeah, and you went through the under-17s and 19s pathways with WA in Australia after making your first grade debut at the age of 15, we believe, for Rockingham Mandurah. When did you think, you know, cricket could be a serious option and were you always always a wicket-keeper? Wicket yeah, I was always a keeper from a young age. Um I think I just liked keeping, you know, when you're junior cricket, when you have to sort of rotate around the field every yeah, few overs. Yeah, do the old and circle. Yeah, the, the old dot. circle, yeah. and you just you end up standing at fine leg and be like, oh, <laughs> God, this is boring. So yeah. I, I fell in love with keeping because uh, you're always in the game. But um, uh, I guess probably, you know, always took cricket very seriously. I knew I wanted to play professionally. Um, you know, probably when I started coming up to play for, play for Rockingham Manager, playing at 15, um, you know, those three or four year period, that's when I, um, you know, took it very seriously and I, I definitely thought I could make it. Um, definitely some challenges along the way and, um, you know, super glad that I, well, I have ended up playing for WA. Yeah, of course. And 2012, got your first contract for WA and played a decent amount of domestic cricket. What was the uh, professional environment like at a young age? And obviously it was a pretty young group at the time when you made your, yeah. start coming up yeah, for the y- and debuting. Yeah, young group. Um, 
I think I reckon I had Lockie Stevens as a coach who gave me my first rookie contract, and yep. he um, you know, he picked me in my first shield game as an opening batsman. He actually uh, dropped Sean Marsh for me. So <laughs> <laughs> that was that was Lockie's last game as coach. Um, so it was, and then JL took over. Yep. Um, and Jail obviously, you know, installed some discipline in everyone. You know, we all, um, you know, got super fit, um, trained really hard. Um, and it was a good three or four year period for WA. Um, it all sort of happened pretty quickly for me. Um, you know, I desperately wanted to play, desperately wanted to get a contract and then suddenly had one. Um, sort of didn't really feel the pressure. I sort of tried to, I was just stoked to be training with yeah. like, some of these big dogs. Yeah. And um you know, when you're relaxed, having fun, your cricket sort of goes pretty well. So suddenly I was playing shield cricket and, um, yeah, been able to, you know, suddenly jump into the Scorchers and play for the Scorchers and be in a couple of winning teams, pretty special. Yeah, and I, I reckon, like, because there were so, so many guys, like, around your age, like Bancroft, mm. Turner, like, all these guys probably, like, set WA up for what they're doing now because you guys are still, you know, relatively young, probably got some, a few years left. So, like, it was kind of... I wouldn't say it was like a plan, but like all these young guys at the same time, it's like setting WA up for like, you know, the next 10, 15 years. Yeah, well, we were sort of all luckily. We came in probably two years. Those two years, I sort of, um, myself, uh, who else we got? Simon Mackin sort of came in, Joel Paris, um, let's say Bangers, AT, um, Hilton, heaps of Ashton Agar came in yeah. around that time. Um, it, speaking of Shield Cricket, we... The first few Shield finals we made, we were quite young, and we were yeah. like, we we lost, and we're like, don't stress, boys. We can, you know, look at look around this room. We've got a lot of youngsters. We'll yeah. be fine. We'll we'll cash in the next few years, and um, shows you how tough Shield cricket is because yeah. you know we've had a we're all played for about ten years now, and it took us took us ten years to break break it. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty cool to be in a group where you've um you've sort of grown up together. Um, yeah. You played a lot of cricket together. We're all, we're all best mates, so it's a pretty cool group to be a part of. And there was always a strong comparison between you and Adam Gilchrist. You know, many people <laughs> were saying that you're the next test wicket keeper for sure. Did that ever weigh you down? Obviously, it's a good thing that people are comparing you to someone like Gilly. But, you know, what's it like, you know, trying to live up to that expectation? Yeah, uh, I always say Gilly sort of ruined wicket keeper batting for everyone because <laughs> he was too good at it. Um, oh, look, I never tried to compare myself to Gilly. I, um... Uh, I guess I sort of did feel the pressure when um, I was playing Australia A as a keeper and um, it was probably, it was widely spoken that it was probably me or Peter Neville who was going to replace, I think, Hads, um, who was finishing up and I, yeah, I seriously went went about it the wrong way. I, uh, you know, that's all I could focus on. Um, forgot to play cricket for WA, forgot, to, forgot how to catch it, um, couldn't score runs, let the pressure build and sort of let it get, let it get to me. But, um, it's a good learning curve, and I think you know it's brought me forward to today, where um, all I just try and do is focus on bat- batting, scoring runs for WA, um, having fun. If I'm doing that, then the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, you're a obviously three-time BBL champion with the Perth Scorchers, as we said in the intro. There's a heap of memorable moments, but one of them is probably that rivalry with the Sixers. There's the Brett Lee final over, which you were a part of, uh, and then the BBL Six final, <laughs> where you smacked I think Jackson Bird everywhere as an opener. Uh, chase down the runs with ease. Talk us through that. Um, you know those memories of the Scorchers. Mm. Yeah, the Scorchers Sixers rivalry was good. Um, there was a no, there was another game at the SCG, I reckon, in BBL 3 where we um, Arafat super, super over. over. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a cracker of a game. Um, there was a semi final in BBL 3 
Yeah, um, Craig, Craig Simmons, Simmons went, yeah. went nuts yeah. against a crazy bowling attack. I think they had Stark, Hazelwood, Lyon, Bollinger or something. Like an unbelievable yeah. bowling attack. And big yeah. old Simo whacked him <laughs> around the park. Um, and we literally got on that game, I reckon, another two minutes of rain and we would have not got on. Um, yeah. And then they would have gone through because it was their home game. So yeah. that was... Um, that was unbelievable scenes. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure about that Brett Lee memory. I can't really remember that. I remember celebrating. It was sort of all a blur walking out. Yeah, because um, there was that final over and everyone was thinking it was his last game. He's going to get a hat trick and go to a super. Like it was, you know, <laughs> everyone was thinking it was going to be like the fairy tale finish for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And well, it still could have been Moses fumbled it at the stumps. Didn't <laughs> yeah. <you? laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was, um, that was a special game. Um, and then, yeah, we've, well, we've, We've had some really close games with the Sixers and BBL 6 at the at the Wacker. That was, um, you know, in front of the home crowd. That was that was a really special night. Yeah, and obviously, it's a, you can say it's a bit of a modern rivalry with them nowadays. Does it still feel the? Do you reckon it feels still the same? Obviously, you spent some time at the Thunder mm. last season. But from a, do you still see that rivalry between the two franchises? Well, they're probably they've been the most successful clubs, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, so I think it's definitely still there. Um, you look at the last two years they've played in finals. Um, yeah, I th- and a lot of the guys that are in those teams have, you know, played in the previous finals and yeah. um, and been a, a part of the clubs for a long time. So yeah. it's definitely still there. Um, yeah, those two clubs are probably the the pinnacle of BBL yeah. at the moment. Yeah, and we'll go back, sort of back to where we were. Those other early BBL rivalries, but you mer- uh, barely missed a game through those years. The furnace was the big reason why the scorches were such a big thing back then. Uh, pretty much unbeatable, but. Something else you guys are real good at was the One Day Cup, obviously, uh, with WA. You probably won that the same amount of times, just as, if not more, that competition. Yeah, that yeah. Um, I think something WA's been really... You know, we've had a really good white ball team in the last yeah. um, eight years. Um, I think it's probably three or four One Day Cups, uh, well, four BBL trophies. Um, yeah, so strong, strong white ball. Um, and, yeah, you... You always remember the trophies, don't you? Remember, you, you never really remember the games or the or the uh, tournament, but you remember. You know, you might remember a few things throughout, but you certainly remember celebrating. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the some of the best nights of my life been in the change room. Um, you know, till the early hours of the morning, just <laughs> yeah. just with your mates, just being able to soak it up. Yeah. Um, especially with pressure building throughout tournaments and stuff like that. Just that release. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a cool um, yeah, little period for WA, and it's been yeah, it's been awesome to be a part of. Yeah, and uh, everyone goes through their injury troubles at some point in their career. And uh, what's it been like with you with your fingers? Which is no surprise considering you've been a wig keeper. But what's those setbacks like? Yeah, it was interesting. Um, obviously, a, ba- a really bad break, and it took me a couple of years to come back from. Um, which is probably a bit of a reality check because you know, I, as you mentioned earlier, I'd played played a lot of cricket uh i think like four or five years of big bash same with state cricket and i never really missed a game um so it was a bit of an eye-opener you know suddenly the boys are going away playing cricket yeah. i'm sitting at home on the couch um you know sort of sort of lost lost my way a little bit put on a few kegs and sort of lost my motivation um so that was tough um and then just you know having to go through three different surgeries on the same finger and then the last the last surgery it was sort of make or break. It was either, um, you know, um, let's carry on or it's, you know, time to pull up stumps. So I'm um, glad, glad it all worked out. And, um, oh, look, it's, 
I wouldn't change it to be honest. Like I, yep. I love opening the batting. Um, love it. Um, you know, uh, yeah. Look, I don't miss keeping whatsoever. Um, but yeah, finger finger problems because you it's, it's frustrating because you feel you literally can do everything else. You can run. You can do weights. Um, but you know, you, you're paid to catch a ball. <laughs> you can't yeah. catch a ball yeah. or hit a ball. So yeah, frustrating. How did that like injury first? Even was there like a um, incident where it like started and then it just got worse and worse or was it like how, what was the first injury uh, well I'd broken other fingers throughout the years but all just sort of minor stuff where you might yeah. miss three or four weeks um, yeah. but no it was in the BBL 06 final I was keeping to Mitch Johnson and I caught the ball it sort of just flicked my finger on the way in caught it passed it off and I thought geez that hurt um, and just sort of just niggled me the, the rest of the overs and then I got off uh, into the change rooms at the innings break took my glove off my finger was massive um, and then I was like oh crap oh, I went to pick up I was opening the batting so I went to pick up the bat and I could like my finger was sitting like that on the bat and I was like oh god I was, Maxie came and looked at it um, Michael Klinger and he's like you, sh- you sure you want to open the batting and I was like yep let's do it and then funnily enough as soon as I walked out into the ground uh, you know in front of uh, 20,000 at the furnace adrenaline's just come pumping in and didn't feel it um didn't feel yeah. it for a few days after drinking yeah. <laughs> doesn't take much though yeah. um yeah. has that been the main reason why you have kept less um and you know what's that tra- transition been like to become more of a specialist batsman uh yeah it's a bit of both really um obviously uh when i first came back from the finger injury i wasn't allowed to keep for six months and just played as a bat um and then josh inglis who was sort of um a rookie when I was keeping, he sort of came through and did really well. So it's probably a bit of a balancing act of timing and um, and also me sort of finding a place at the top of the order. Um, I still think like I can I'll, I could keep for white ball games definitely because um, <clears throat> T20 how often you, you barely catch the ball anyway as a keeper. Yeah, exactly. uh, it's just red ball with a lot of impact, um, yeah. especially the wacky catching fingers up. Um, but no, it's I found the transition. I loved it. I loved opening the batting. I was I used to put myself under so much pressure keeping wicket. Um, I never wanted to drop a catch and uh, had these ridiculous high standards. And um, yeah, with batting, I just um, well, I go into the field and just get to doze off. Really, yeah. Is it um, weird like going to the field though? Like when you've been so used to keeping, yeah. just out there. Like it was at the start. Yeah, the first first year I reckon was really strange. You know, just. I'd get lost in the field a bit because you're, you know, just finding out angles and stuff like yeah. that. And um, yeah, I found it strange to start with, but now, now all my fielding focus is, you know, in the field. Yeah, got used to catching, it. You've gone, um, you've gone from like what keeping every ball to there. Yeah. I swear you spent a heap of time at like cow, cow corner or a sweeper down there at like cover or something. So yeah, you're right yeah. on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> coming from the pitch oh yeah the best thing about keeping the big bash is you're in the middle so you yeah. can't get sprayed by all the fans <laughs> but um yeah now it's boundary riding luckily my shoulder's not good enough to do the boundary so i get to stay in the ring <laughs> yeah okay um well one of the hardest things you probably had to do is uh leave the perth scorchers last summer for the sydney thunder talk us through the, this process yeah it's it was it's sad to part ways um you know i'd love love to be in the scorchers forever but yeah this there was yeah um there was lack of opportunities which is understandable like there's so many good young players on the list um 
and you looked at the guys that were only batting, it was like Liam Livingston, Jason Roy, Colin Munro were at the top. Yeah. Um, and then you had sort of, you had KP, Bangers and myself sort of sitting on the bench a lot of the time. And yeah, um, yeah sad because, yeah, three, like been a part of three trophies. Um, it's sort of all I ever knew. But um, yeah, opportunity came up with the Thunder and um, yeah, it was good fun. And yeah, it was exciting to play for a different team. Um, yeah be a part of you know a different group of men and um play under a different coach and you know live in sydney for a couple of months was was cool um but obviously covid covid ruined half of it but um yeah yeah it, it was refreshing playing for a different team was it always the thunder like that were you know you were going to sign with or was there like other clubs interested or did, did perth like even try and like somehow persuade you not to not to go no the scorchers are really they were really good they you know they said um look if you're going to get a better opportunity elsewhere go yeah. Um, and and they sort of they were honest they sort of told me where I sort of sat and um, yeah, yeah I spoke to the Renegades a little bit I was going to the Renegades at one point and then played a shield game and then suddenly I was going to the, to the Thunder uh-huh. um, but yeah look loved, loved Sydney um, yeah, it was, good for, it was uh, a good couple of months yeah and you played more at the start of BBL 11 were you hoping for a bit more opportunity than you got and you know to, then to be in the selection pool and always part of the sixes that must have been bizarre in itself uh, yeah um it was good to play the first few games and then I, I did a stupid thing I went and um I went and got a haircut in Sydney during peak COVID times and um we were on the flight up to the Gabba and then got a call from the hairdresser saying the hairdresser had COVID so then I had to do um I had to do 10 days in quarantine, which I missed a few games. Um, and then I got, got out for a week and got back into training and then, um, and then I caught COVID. So, um, yeah, had a, had a rough couple of probably a month with a fair bit of, yeah. uh, a fair bit of lock lockdown, but, um, got out towards the back end and then Usman Khawaja was back and, um, you know, I sort of knew where I sat. I was, you know, around the spare batter for the top, top order, um, yeah, so it makes it easier. Um, yeah. So going back to the longer form of the game, your name has been thrown up a little bit as a potential option for an opening spot or as uh, the opening uh, two at the moment as we don't have... Uh, don't well, you won't have long left, but uh, do you still hold uh, hope onto that baggy green potentially in the oh, coming years? Yeah, I'd still love to play for Australia. Yeah. Um, I think anyone in domestic cricket would tell you the same. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not a focus for me at the moment, like a focus anymore. You know, when I was younger, like I said earlier, I used to just focus on purely that. Now it's just, <coughs> I'll play for WA, love playing for WA. And if I can keep performing over long periods of time, then who, who knows? Um, yeah. But there, there are guys, you know, look at uh, Mike Hussey didn't debut till he was 30. Yeah. He ended up playing 70, 70 tests. Um, like that, yeah. Adam Voges, you know, there's... Bucky Rogers. Maybe he was just as good as Bradman as well when Bogus came in. It would be average. <laughs> oh, yeah. <he's laughs> does, he, does he say that much? Does he? Nah, nah, he doesn't. Nah, doesn't nah. flex that? No, nah. okay. He should do that. <laughs> but even like, even. I don't know, it's a bowler, but like, even like Scott Bowler, like, yeah. test cr- like cricket is one of those sports where Tim you know, Bain also came Yeah, you don't back. really make mm-hmm. your neighbour yeah. in your, at least, you know, uh, mid 20s sometimes yeah. later than that. So yeah. it's timing as well, isn't it? Like, um, yeah. So our two openers at the moment, David Warner, he doesn't have long left, I guess Kawaja, you could say. And Kawaja as well. Probably isn't ideally our long-term 
Oak yeah. Grove. He's probably ideally number three or four, but you can't. Well, fit, yeah, fit it, it seems there. like the same thing every summer. You know, the first couple of Shield games, it's like, well, who's going to yeah. go? If you score a couple of hundreds at the start of the season, suddenly you're, you're in the mix for a test. Yeah, exactly. It's the same with keeping as well, isn't it? You know, um, there's only one keeper in the team, but if you start well, say Josh Inglis comes out and first two Shield games scores 200s, then suddenly he might Pressure's be. on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Heading into the Shield final, uh, everyone was expecting WA to get it done. What was the build-up like? Do you feel like you had the uh, edge over the Vicks for the whole time during that game? And what's a final like in a sport where you sleep through five days of it? Well, <laughs> technically five, but you what? Did you, you ended on halfway through day five, yeah. from memory, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. So you still got had five nights sleep. Yeah. What was it like? Um, interesting. Well, we played in the week before, and we needed yeah. the win to make the final. But they um, went home. They went home. They went they? home in yeah. between games, and um, that finished on day three as well. So we had an extra yeah. day off. Um, we had a good three or four day period off, and then a couple of days of training. Um, I think the group was nervous for sure. Yeah. Um, I think it was good that we started really well in the game. Um, lost a toss, good toss to lose, um, and bangers yeah. and I stuck in for a bit. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, it sort of ebbed and flowed a bit the game, didn't it? Like we had a strong day one, and then suddenly we, they took five or six for yeah. thirty, and then um, that's shield cricket though. Um, but yeah, sleeping through four day four nights, um, slept really well a few nights, yeah. slept terribly. Not a, are you um, not? A, are you a good sleeper between the shield games? Uh, it depends. If I've um, like if I've faced a lot of balls, if I've batted a long time, even if I'm, even if I'm out, um, you know, I, I've, I'm sort of stuck in routines and like I'm constantly thinking about the game. Yeah. Um, but you know, if I'm, you know, if I'm not involved, uh, I haven't batted yet. I generally sleep pretty well. Yeah, Do okay. you like? Obviously, it was here, so you, everyone goes to their own house. Like, yep. yeah. So is that yep. has that always been a thing? Like, has there ever been a case where like? you know WA like you stay somewhere together like I imagine for a final that could like might be a thing but you just, you just always stay at your own house nah, when you always stay at your own house yeah okay um, yeah 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 it's pretty it's probably like one yeah the only sports like grand final you know goes for multiple days so it'd be mm. interesting like see how all the players sort of cope with it like um, going through like the night and that sort of thing um, for yourself though two you know match winning knocks you know you just missed out on the ton of the first innings but then made up for it in the second innings player of the final must must be a nice little cherry on top for you yeah it's it's a yeah it's nice it's a nice little reward um you know i think uh the help thing that helped me was that um i didn't really in the final i really didn't give a shit if i uh, sorry, yeah you can, so, you can. Um, yeah, really didn't care that i um if i did well or not i was just you know i just <laughs> desperately wanted us to win um yeah so yeah, it, it probably helped me perform better because I was quite relaxed. Um, but yeah, nice feeling. Uh, not as nice as you know winning, being able to hold out that shield and um, being able to celebrate that. Um, you know, a lot of blokes have put in the hard yards for ten, sauce twenty. Yeah. Um, Teague two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, a lot of hard work's been put into um, to to hold that trophy up. The f- the finish was so weird though. Like yeah, like, so. Mm, you was, were in the you were in the rooms. Yeah. Take us through what was like well the if you remember if what was the like the end of the game how it all unfolded because from a spectator it wasn't it would have been terrible yeah, yeah. It was so, yeah. so so confusing what was happening so take us through it would have been yeah but it's the thing about Shield finals is you know once we had that first innings point yeah 
the new bonus point system, isn't it? Then we knew yeah. we could just bat as long as we could. Um, so coming back on day five, we had a huge lead, and we knew we knew if we batted for a couple of hours, the game's done and dusted. Um, yeah. You know, ideally, from a spectator's point of view, we, you know we could have declared at the start of the day, but then you know if you're in our shoes, why would you risk losing? Yeah, why would you, you know, risk it at all? Like, yeah. just why would you risk the slightest chance? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think Pete Hanscom came off to go to the toilet um, with about 40 minutes to go. And, you know, the skipper generally never leaves the ground. So suddenly knock on the door and Pete was, um, you know, called Sauce out. And, um, you know, Pete obviously said, you know, you're happy to call it at lunch. Um, or, yeah, lunch, wasn't it? Um, and then, yeah, so we sort of had that 40 minutes in the change rooms where everyone was a little bit nervous because, you know, he suddenly lost a couple of quick ones. You yeah. know, suddenly might be might be out there. But, um yeah, strange, strange old feeling. And then, you know, that last ball just literally just being dead battered down the wicket and then everyone <laughs> celebrating. It was, yeah. it was, it was strange, but um, yeah, amazing feeling. Must be like a massive relief for like, it's been such a big like burden on WA cricket for like, you know, 20 odd years and mm. there's been so much success, but that shield, the shield is just up until now, it's just been one that WA haven't been able to uh, achieve. So it must have just been a relief kind of more than anything as well, especially it was at home. You know, everyone was expecting like, this is the best yeah. chance yet. Yeah. The last couple of shield finals that you've been in have been away games. So must have just been, yeah. Yeah, a lot of relief. Um, because you know, in my first season with WA, I think JL was talking about oh, it's been a 13-year drought. Like this is ridiculous. Um, like we need to win a shield, and suddenly it's 10 years late, and we yeah. still have them. Um, so yeah, relief for a lot of for a lot of players. Um, you know, mainly say Sauce, um, Adam Voges as well. He played he played for WA for 20 years and didn't win one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of relief for the group. Um, and look, the exciting thing is that, yeah, you know, now that we've got one, back away, to back. you'd love to, you know, pressure's off a little bit going to the next few seasons. Like, you look at the big bash, the scorchers, you just never know, you get on a roll, um, yeah. funny things can happen. You mentioned Adam Voges, what's he like as a as a coach to you guys? Obviously, he would have been a close mate of you as your old teammates, only, what, five or so years yeah. ago when he was still playing. So what's it like having, I guess, someone who you played with only a couple of years ago being your coach and leading to all this success it, it was strange at the start yeah definitely not going to lie it was strange um you know i used to stand keeping and he'd be at first yeah. for probably my first 40 games um but um yeah uh credit to him he's um i think he's grown a lot as a coach as well he sort of understands understands everyone um he sort of gives gives players a bit of individuality and lets players do what they want, what they need to prepare. Um, but yeah, he, he's a good coach and he's, he's got some, uh, he's got some good people around him. Uh, yeah. Bo Casson, who's, who does a lot of work with the batting group. Um, he's been really good for WA cricket um, to have someone like him who's come from uh, New South Wales cricket an outside p- perspective and, um, you know, fresh ideas. He's definitely helped us um, grow and play better cricket over East, play better, we're definitely playing spin way better than we used to. Um, you know, it used to be, you know, WA go over to Sydney, we get rolled, um, yeah. can't play spin. Yeah. Uh, and then with the bowlers, Matt Mason, who's unfortunately left to go back to England with his family, but 
he's worked really well with the bowlers. So um, we're lucky with a good coaching group around WA. People were definitely calling for Voges' head. Even I'll admit myself, I remember when Voges first took over, mm. like the Scorchers weren't doing really well, yep. and also with WA. So it's been good that he's been able to like turn that around. Any insight into Sean Marsh if he's going to go on? Uh, I haven't heard anything, so no news is good news, I think. So yeah. I reckon, uh, yeah, uh, he's, he's signed for the Renegades for a couple of years. So, yeah, uh, yeah I would have thought he'd be playing on another at least one more year for WA. Um, and why not? Like, he's clearly good enough. He's, yeah, uh, exactly. he's still uh, relatively injury-free. So, um, yeah, it'd be crazy for him not to. Yep. Now, celebrations obviously would have gone off after that final. But now... For the next few months, uh, what does it look like for you heading off into the winter? We believe you're heading off to England? No, I, I oh. pulled the pin, yeah. The pin. I, um, well, I would have had to have left about a week after the Shield final. Oh, OK. <coughs> um, uh, I was excited about going to England, but then Big Bash um, did well, 10, 12 weeks over east in lockdowns and came back and then uh, another little lockdown. And I just thought, no, nah, I... You know, get to the end of the season and have a break. Um, so yeah, pulled the pin unfortunately. But um, next uh, next month or two, we'll probably go down south for a week or two. Um, love to go up north, but uh, it's all booked up. Is Everyone, it? Yeah. yeah crazy. Um, yeah, you normally right. have to book a year in advance, and obviously didn't because I was I was going to England. But um, yeah, go down south for a few weeks, um, and then pre-season starts. Comes around quick, doesn't it? Jeez, I reckon it starts in about a month, which is which is scary. So um, try and soak up the next month before we worry about we worry about next season. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Now we'll move to the Instagram Q and A's. Uh, first one here from F Marshall twenty two. Hardest bowler to face and why? Uh, Assuming this is uh, like in your career ever. Yeah, well, it really depends on circumstances, doesn't it? But I'm going to say. I'm going to focus on shield cricket. Um, Jackson Bird, I reckon he's gotten me out the most. Yeah, right. Um, just a skillful bowler, especially for me as a lefty. Swings him back down the line beautifully. Mm. Um, he's, I reckon he's blown my pad off 10, 12 times. <laughs> I reckon he's got me out easily the most. Yeah, yeah, but you still smacked him around in, the, in that final, though. That Yeah, but that's white ball. White ball's a touch different, but um, I find him the hardest to face um, in red ball, for sure. And and white ball, oh geez, you could, you know, you could throw anyone up there, couldn't you? Um, Used to hate facing uh, Mitch Johnson in that. That wouldn't have been fun. Especially when you're trying to slog. You got to try and slog him. Yeah. Uh, Cooper D Ring, I think it is. Uh, Who's your biggest fan? Who's my biggest? Yeah. Oh, is that Cooper Deering? Probably. Yeah, that's I probably, think so, yeah. It's probably Cooper, to be honest. I think that one was on Twitter, maybe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. No, it's probably, that's probably Cooper, for sure. Uh, uh, cricket Australia FC. What was it? Uh, was it tough to play Brendan Doggett in the nets during training? Yeah, he's a, he's a good bowler. Um, I haven't really faced him much before, but um, <coughs> always find T20 nets tough as well because you, you're meant to go in there and try and um, whack right. these blokes, but... Yeah. They're bowling off, uh, you know, a metre over the line. They've got brand new <laughs> yeah. balls and everything feels quicker in the nets. And you're yeah. like, geez, uh, how am I going to score a run? So, um, yeah, he's, he's hard to face. Um, uh, but I, I think everyone, everyone's hard to face in the Who nets. were those two? Um, there was a couple of imports that the Thunder got that did really well last season. 
I'm trying oh, to think of their names. from England? One of them got, like, there was, uh, no, Saki Mahmood? There was, yeah, yeah well, there was one that got, like, a hat-trick or something in his first game as well. I'm trying to remember um, who it was. Oh, yeah, I can't remember his name. He's from Pakistan, wasn't he? Yeah. He's just been done for throwing. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I didn't face him in the nets. I think that was mainly during my uh, couple of weeks in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was glad to, glad to miss out. That one. There's always, uh, yeah. Uh, Australia cricket underscore world, your childhood cricketing hero. Um... I reckon I had a few. I loved, obviously, Gilly because I was a keeper yeah. um, and the way he batted, yeah. Um, I also loved uh, Simon Kadic, uh opening the batting, just like yeah. ugly batting, but just to find a way to get it done. Like, I just remember him ducking into bounces and just, like, hitting in the middle of his back and stuff like that. Um, and then, obviously, Mike Hussey was one as well. Um, yeah. You know, which luckily, I'm you know, pretty proud that I got to play uh, in my first year, I played a few Shield games with Huss, and then in first Big Bash year, I played a few. Well, I played a season with Caddo, which is pretty special. Yeah, no doubt would have been. Uh, Braden Sutton, does he <laughs> splash water on his face or is it sweat? <laughs> good old, uh, good old manager mates, eh? Um, no, it's always sweat. I'm, uh, I'm one of the most sweaty, uh, sweatiest people going around. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, doesn't matter what conditions, you know, we go down to Tassie and everyone's in the jumper. Don't need it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll find a way to sweat. Uh, Stephen Eppis, uh, what's your relationship like with Justin Langer and thoughts on the whole saga that went down? Uh, relationship's good with Jail. Um, I saw him last week. Um, and, oh, look, I, you know, I'm probably the same as everyone. I'm getting information through, you know, the media. Um, you know, I'm not inside that change room, but... Uh, it was, it was, it's pretty sad the way it finished up with the contracts and stuff like that, um, especially how well WA's uh, Australia uh, had been this, this year. Um, so it was sad to see it finish like that, yeah. Um, but look, yeah, who knows what's going to come up for him next. I'm sure he's got hundreds of opportunities lined up. It's just a, a matter of picking picking what. But Yeah, yeah. could have gone to England, or well, apparently, but didn't want to pick that. But yeah, we have heaps of opportunities. Pretty hard to understand it all. Yeah. As well, he might. Uh, you know, he might be a big, big bash coach. Would be a nice gig for him, I reckon. Get a couple, yeah, of, couple of months, and uh, yeah, the, put the feet up the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, down in. Does he? Is he a southwest person? He he loved to go down to the southwest. I reckon he's got a house in um, in the canals in Mandra. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, put so the feet up in the canals. He does that. Yeah. He's also on the. I think he's on the board of the Eagles, so he keeps yeah. he keeps busy. Yeah, sure does. Uh, Stephen Eppes again. How much of an honour is it to captain WA in the Shield? Yeah, that was special. Um, yeah, captain down in Tassie because uh, Soss was injured. Yeah. Um, How many games have you done? I just did the one. Just the one. I lost as well. Oh. <laughs> but um, no, nah, that was that was special. Yeah. Um, uh, I you know you I never really dreamed of captaining WA, but. Um, it's funny how quickly time goes. I remember playing first few games and suddenly, you know, to think that I've captained WA is very special. Um, we obviously had a had a rough week in Tassie. Um, but, you know, we drove the game for three days and um, we sent them a, a, sent them a declaration and they, and they mowed them down. But um, it, was, it was a pretty cool week. Did you win or lose the toss? Uh, lost the toss on a green one in Tassie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one here. Yeah. Uh, the loss came. Sent it, won the toss, went into bold. Who knows? Uh, yeah, no. Way different story. But uh, moving on to the quiz. Uh, the Cheetah Clothing leaderboard, Ethan. Last week, 
Draft hopeful Sam Gilby came through, topped the uh, leaderboard with 15 points. Hamish Brayshaw only just lost first place last week as he's on 14 and a half. Fremantle uh, recruit Carl Warner on 12. Will Schofield 11. Jamo from Jamo and Dylan Podcast on 10.5. Braden Ainsworth 10 and Shane Wowood at 9. Yep. So the good news is, no matter what you get, you'll be the leading cricketer on the exactly leaderboard for, the so, yeah, for this cool. year. Nice. Yeah, so there's still a positive take out of it, <laughs> yeah. whatever the result is. So 10 questions, you can get 18 total points. Okay. Uh, the last question is a who am I question. We'll go through it now so you're aware, but we give you a line, I guess, to with information. First okay. line is the birthday. If you guess the birthday, then you get... Five gotcha. points, okay. but it goes down. Each line you yeah, go down, gotcha. goes and down you can have as many guesses as you want for that one. But for the other ones, yeah. just lock in what answer you think. So, because some people think out loud, and we're like, we don't know if that's your answer. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Start us off. Question number one: What is your listed height in centimeters on the Cricket Australia website? Well, if it's correct, it'll be 183. And it is correct. Yes. Bang. Good start Sorry. there. One from one. Okay, in the in an Australian A versus India game in 2014, you and Mitch Marsh set, set an Australian record for the highest seven w- wicket partnership for two points. Name your and Mitch's scores. Uh, my score was one seven two or one seven four. Oh, no, one seven four was. Um, what what, what did Mitch get? Did Mitch get two hundred? I reckon two hundred and one maybe. Locking it in. Oh, well, that's clearly wrong. <laughs> Lock it in. <laughs> 211. Oh, okay. I was close. What was that? Like, we, didn't, we didn't touch on that because yeah. obviously the quiz could. Australia, uh, eh? Yeah. Was it full India attack? Uh, they had a... Yeah, it was uh, Boomer's first game. Umesh Yadav. Uh, yeah, I was... Um, yeah, like I, I was pretty stoked to be a part of the Australian A team. I think I was batting nine. Um, <laughs> just get a lazy 174. I was, I was keeping and batting nine. Um, and we just... They piled on the runs for a day and a half and suddenly... Yeah, we lost, uh, you know, seven quick ones. Um, and, yeah, Mitch and I batted for, yeah, a good couple of days. And that was, um, you know, Mitch has been one of my one of my best mates for the last 10 years. Um, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty cool memory. Yeah. Um, yeah, can't really remember much of it. But, um, yeah, that was my maiden first-class 100 as well. So, um, yeah, that was a special few days. Where was that game? It was at um, AB Field in Queensland. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice. Still on uh, one here. Couple. So, yeah, still on the one. So Question number three. Hopefully. You know this. How many first-class centuries do you have? Uh, well, I do know. It's nine. Yep. There you go. Two one from two. Trying to get to ten. Yeah. Uh, so, you are only one of two players to play in all three of the Scorchers' first BBL titles. Who is the other player? Adam Burgess. Bang. Quick fire straight away. We've got three questions now from four. That one surprised me, to be honest. Like, I thought... Ashton Turner would have played in yeah, all I think three. P- pretty crazy because yeah. I know like a change with the importance yeah, right. stuff. Well, it's the same with like Sean and Mitch. That, yeah, um, Australia like, duties. I think, yeah, I think BBL 06, Sean was away for Australian duties. So yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what I say. I used to say to Vogues all the time. I was like, come on, it's you and me, mate. You need to, you need to pick me. <laughs> <laughs> We're the only two that have done it. Yep, indeed. Yeah. Trying to get on the coach's good side by pulling them out, pulling that out, good one out. Uh, question number five: How many balls was your forty-one run, forty-one runs off in the BB in the BBL six final? Three points if you bang on. How then, many balls? Yeah, two points if you're within five balls, and one point if you're within ten balls. Uh, 
it's it was 20 I want to say 26 but you obviously get some points two points yeah. there yeah two points so it was 21 21 yeah. jeez that was a good night yeah so we're what are we we're five from five so yeah can't complain yet so question number six Ethan yeah so you have the same number of stumpings in shield cricket as you do in the big bash how many stumpings is this no, <laughs> it's not it's not like as, uh, yeah, as many as you think I thought like it's pretty interesting considering like you'd think there's way more stumpings in big bash yeah uh, is it single digits yeah um I had the benefit of keeping a hoggy in the big bash for a while. Yeah. Blokes running past is wrong. And, um, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with eight. Oh. <laughs> Six. Six, is that it? Yeah. That, that does surprise me. I would have thought you guys have way more somethings over well, some time. In, in four-day cricket, yeah. yeah. Probably kept for 45, 50 games, yeah. Actually, mind you, you don't keep in like Sydney... Like you, you well, are a, w, a WA yeah. keeper. Especially half those games would be the whacker. And yeah, exactly. All might. those stumpings would have been hoggy, though, like with the big bash ones, surely. Bash. Yeah. Pretty I much. Reckon, I reckon we've been hoggy. Definitely. Yep. Uh, question number seven. Uh, name the two big bash teams you've got the most half centuries against in your career. The two big bash teams? Yep. So, um, well, sixes. That's one. Um, I'm running out of teams. Definitely not. Adelaide's not. Brisbane. Um, who's the other team? Is there a Melbourne team? No. No, I reckon. I'm going to just go Hobart. Team. The Thunder. The, the Thunder. thunder. <laughs> got like a 68 against uh, the Thunder uh, BBL. I'm going to say BBL 8. It was at Optus. No, nah, that wasn't the Thunder. Pre- pretty sure it was nah. the Thunder. <laughs> we'll have to check. No, nah, that was against Hobart. We'll have to check. Because I remember it was against... Um, it was definitely at Optus. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Joff, Joff Archer got it beamed out been. of the We'll attack. have to check. If, well, I'm we'll give you a point a there regional, because you obviously got this one. Or yeah. half? Half or let's check. Let's quickly. It check. was definitely over. <laughs> it David, was David well. Moody's first game. Jimmy Faulkner took a few early wickets. Got eight yeah, out. I remember got that Maxi Klinger out. Got bangers out. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it was like four. That was, that was a tough night as a Scorchers fan that night. I remember. That would have been a roller coaster. That. Yeah, it was. It was the. It was the Hobart. Sorry. Oh. There was sorry. There, I, there was a game against the Thunder Optus, but uh, yeah. Locking the point then. Because I remember that game. Pretty sure. Um. James Faulkner got like 20 off the last over to win the game yeah, or something. Yeah, they needed 10 or 12 for the last over and he did it in like three balls or something. Yeah, the finisher. <laughs> like um, Carlos Brathwaite. Remember the name? That's it. Yeah. T20 So you got a point there. Yeah, we're on a six. Uh, off seven. Okay, na- so name the two bowlers who dismissed you in your first Shield and first One Day Cup. Your debuts in both One Day Cup and Shield for two points. Two bowlers. Yeah. So one for Shield. One for Clint Mackay got me out both times in my first Shield game. Yeah. Yep. Who got you up out in the first one day cup? That was against New South Wales at the Wacker. I don't know. I feel like it was Trent Copeland. Yeah. Bang. Two points there. 
We're on eight. Yep, we're on to eight. So eight from eight now. You're flying. You got some momentum coming your <laughs> way after a dispute with uh, Ethan over the correct of, correct answer for question number seven. But question number nine, second last question. You hit the same number of fours in the first and second innings of the Shield final. How many fours is this? Um, is that the whacker? So it's probably higher than you think. Um, it'd be double figures. It'd be... I want to say 12... I want to say 12 or 14, but uh, what's 14, 48? Yeah, I'm going to go 14. 11. 11, okay. Close. You're, right, you're pretty close at the 12, but yeah. And so we're on 8 still. Yep. So the max so on we can, 8. We can, max we can get is 13, so you can go third uh, on the leaderboard if you get that. So as we said, who am I? Start with the one line. You can have as many guesses as you want. Um, someone to related to you, where you're from, where you've played, teammates, etc. Yep. And then the more we go into it, the less points are up for grabs, but with the more we reveal. Okay. So, the birthday. I was born on the 11th of December, 1995. 95. <laughs> uh... Had him on probably what a while ago now, but yeah. he has late birthdays. Ash and Turner. Uh, who else is there? Cameron Bancroft's got a late birthday. He's not that. He's too old for that. <laughs> Ninety-five. So that's twenty. Twenty-seven. Twenty. Yeah. yeah. Twenty-seven yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Kelly maybe no it's not that no we have to keep, keep going keep alright I made my first class debut against the West Indies scoring a half century in 2015 no it was Josh Inglis oh no not no. Josh <laughs> you can keep going obviously um, against the West Indies it's not Jake Carter is it Bang! Yeah, it is. <laughs> Another four points. Thanks for coming. We're on to 12. Well, finished up on 12. So That's not too bad. Equal yep. third. I'll You're on the that. podium I'll equally. Uh, the rest of that, like you, I was part of the BBL player pool and made my debut for the sixes at the back end of BBL 11. I finished up my first year with South, South Australia last season after moving from WA. I've opened the batting with you at Fremantle many times. The thing is, you probably don't want to be the top of the leaderboard for this challenge, do you? Because it means you know a lot of stats about yourself. Well, it is, yeah, it is the <laughs> yeah, young, yeah. it's always the young boys, the draft, the AFL draftees, the... Well, they probably, they probably, they check yeah, their if stats. you're young AFL players, you need, you probably, what, you need to know your stats, don't you? Yeah. And plus with Free them, the only yeah, place, exactly. there's only one place you can really check them is that, put the waffle app, so... Yeah, and you, you put the phone over your head on a night out. I got 25 disposals <laughs> today in the waffle cults or something like that. Just, uh, bragging about that to try to get some ladies. But, um... <laughs> 
Just is that just about it, Ethan? Yeah. That you wanted to cover off. Well, yeah, can't thank you enough for yeah. coming in, Sal, especially during your time off. Once yeah. again, congratulations on the shield and uh, enjoy the rest of the off season before you have to <laughs> start your preseason in a month or so or yeah. whatever it is, Going a month again, or so. Yeah. What's, what's, before actually before we finish, what's the cricket preseason like as a professional cricketer? Because obviously uh, everyone knows what a footy preseason yeah. is like. It's the worst yeah. part of your year. Um, well, I reckon when JL first took over, our preseason is very similar to footy, yep, footy okay. ones. Um, but no, they're pretty. Uh, they're pretty a little bit more relaxed now. Yeah. The first month is sort of the fitness block where you're just running and weights, um, and you almost start skills in July. Um, normally have a week off here and there. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely worse things to be doing. Yeah, um, of course. Like digging holes, doing literally doing anything. So, <laughs> exactly. um, no, pretty lucky. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely cash in in the next month. Try and not get too fat and uh, <laughs> get sprayed when I come back. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Enjoy the off-season while it's here. But yeah, as Ethan said, can't thank you enough for coming in. It's, yeah, especially during the uh, time off. But once again, yeah, congratulations on the Shield final and uh, everything else you've achieved in your career so far. And good luck for season, what, 22-23 it is now. So yeah. best of luck for the Cheers, next guys. season. Ethan, we'll be back next week, uh, back on the... AFL side of things. Yeah. I'm assuming. But we yeah, we have the flexibility to guess. Anything. From, yeah, anything. So, uh, so looking we'll forward see. to it. We'll see who we lock in next week here on the Bray and Ethan podcast.